you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. The Lord sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor and to proclaim liberty to captives. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord Jesus appointed 72 other disciples whom he set ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If there is a peaceful person there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer is certainly worth his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick. Say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, I'm honored to have been asked by Father Baker to preach the homily for today for St. Anthony. My family has a long tradition and connection with St. Anthony. I'll give you a little summary of it. My godmother, whom I was very close to, we lived in Jersey City and everybody was close. One grandmother lived one block, the other grandmother lived the other block. And my godmother was crippled from childbirth. From She gave birth to her son, which is my cousin, same age as me. And from that time, she was crippled and bedridden. So my grandmother took care of her. And I would go every day after school. And before grammar school, even, I would walk around the corner. Those are the days kids could walk in the streets without any, any danger. And I would visit Lena. Her name was Grazelina, but we called her Aunt Lena. Well, Lena was a very special person. When she got married, she married Jack Anthony. His last name was Anthony. That began a devotion to St. Anthony. When she became crippled with childbirth, her devotion increased and her prayer life and relationship to St. Anthony also increased. At that time in Patterson, New Jersey, which was close by, there was a Franciscan community and they produced a magazine called The Antonian, little magazine, it's out of print now, 
but it was very popular. And of course, my aunt and my grandmother were subscribers. And probably I didn't read the stories as a kid, but I looked at the pictures. And through those pictures, go back to medieval style of learning, I learned about the life of St. Anthony. And I became very interested in St. Anthony. There is a statue in my family from 1938. I wasn't born yet. It's about this high of St. Anthony. That stayed in my grandmother's house. When she passed, it went to Lena's house at, with her family. And when she passed, it came to my mother. From my mother's house, it went to my brother's bar in Jersey City because we used to have these processions in Jersey City for St. Anthony. And when the procession meet, met the, the bar, people would come and put big flowers, put money and donations for the saint, for the poor on St. Anthony's statue. And that statue right now is in my nephew's house. It's in the family and his children will get it eventually. And, and he has a prominent place in that house. Also around his neck, there's a relic of St. Anthony. And after we bless the bread, you'll be able to venerate the relic of St. Anthony that we have here. St. Anthony, 1100s, he was born late 1100s, and he died on this day, June 13th. He was a young man interested in serving God, and the readings today are so applicable to him, especially the first reading, the second, of course, that he was sent out, but the first reading, the Spirit of God is upon me, and he has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He was born in Portugal, so he's Portuguese. Many people throughout the world adopt him. Some people think he's Italian, some people think he's Irish, doesn't matter. He was Portuguese by birth, universal by veneration. And St. Anthony was interested in learning. He learned about the Catholic faith. He joined the seminary for the Augustinians, which was a very intellectual group of monks, and he became an Augustinian monk. One day, I'm going to fast forward some of it, one day in town, in Coimbra, where he was studying, the bodies of four Franciscan priests were being brought back from the Holy Land. They were assassinated. They were beheaded because they tried to evangelize in the Holy Land, the area that was Muslim. They were sacrificed and suffered, suffered martyrdom and that inspired Anthony. I want to be a martyr for Christ. I want, to, I want to evangelize for Christ. So he left the Augustinians and asked permission to become a Franciscan, to take their place in a sense. Became a Franciscan and was sent to the Holy Land as part of his ministry, but he never made it. His boat was shipwrecked and he became ill and the boat came back and it landed in Messina, which is Sicily. And for us, the Sicilians, we say, he landed in the Holy Land of Sicily. So, so he landed in Sicily and the monks there greeted him because he was a fellow Franciscan and they cured him, brought him back to health and he started traveling. And he tried to travel up toward Northern Italy to, to the, the main uh, areas of, of the Franciscan uh, homes. This is also the time that St. Francis is alive. So St. Francis and St. Anthony are contemporaries, and St. Francis knew St. Anthony. As a matter of fact, 
once he really got started going with his ministry, it was St. Francis who assigned him to certain places, whether it's a monastery or, or an educational center. So as time goes on, people don't know him yet. He's kind of quiet. Makes his way up to Forli, an Italian town, where there was an ordination going on between Augustinians and Franciscans. And I, I don't know how things were planned in those days, but there was no preacher prepared. They had the mass, they had all the celebration, the place was full, but there was no preacher, no, no one to preach. So someone said to the bishop, you know, Anthony's here, he, he's got a good reputation. Why don't you ask him to say a few words? Humble Anthony, and he was humble. That's why they didn't really know him well. He got on the pulpit and he preached. He so overwhelmed people who were there, that started his nickname, the Golden Tongue. Because in his Augustinian studies, he really knew the scriptures. So when you read something like the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, it's applicable to him because he really absorbed the faith that he had in the Word of God, the scriptures of God. And when you read something in the scriptures that God, Jesus sends them out, he took that seriously. He was being sent out to do God's work, to proclaim a, a year of liberty and peace and justice. So Francis assigns him to an area that we know today, Padua, to work. At that time in Padua, there was a major heresy, very popular, Albigensians. We don't really have to know what it's about, but it was a heresy. The church was really being persecuted, and most of the people in town were anti-Catholic. He didn't care about that. He was there to preach, he was there to teach, he was there to, to bring God's word to people. He did it in simple ways. They had piazzas, and that's where a, a public speaker would get, get up and speak to people, for instance. So he would go, go on a, a pulpit in a piazza and start preaching the word of God. People didn't care, okay? One time he got down off the pulpit and he walked to the seashore and he started preaching to the fish. And people thought he was menzapazzo. Until the fish came to the surface. People were wondering about this. What, what kind of grace does this guy have that the fish are listening to him? Another time, he's processing the Blessed Sacrament through the village. The Blessed Sacrament is held in a monstrance, candles, little cupola over the Blessed Sacrament, and people, even though most of them were anti-Catholic, they, they respected the Blessed Sacrament, people knelt down, which is very traditional, knelt down, even in the streets, knelt down, until he came to one obstinate noble. He's there with his, his um, sheko, uh, donkey. The Italian, they say sheko. He's there with his donkey. As the Blessed Sacrament is passed by, he's there like this. He's not going to venerate anything. The donkey gets down on its knees and bows to the Blessed Sacrament. The man's heart is converted. What is it with this man? What kind, of, what kind of blessings go with him? The reputation starts spreading about this, this preacher with the golden tongue who gets God's word and makes it le live and alive. Another beautiful medal, and if you see the statue over there, it's very popular. 
the image of him with the lily for his purity, Bambino Gesù, baby Jesus, and a book. Beautiful story. One of the most popular, and that's why even today he's the patron of, I'll tell you in a second, Father, Father, Father Baker found something this morning and he says, St. Anthony made me find it. Okay. He had, everybody had their own prayer books. They were handwritten. They're very precious. He had his as well as everybody else in the community. One day, his prayer book was gone. He couldn't find it. It was stolen by a member of the community who was leaving. He's dropping out of the, the ministry. And he had it, and he put it away. St. Anthony prayed to Jesus. Please bring this book back to me. Help me find it. Let, let me discover it. And in his prayer, in his room, in his cell, as he's praying, this monk who stole the book is walking by, looking in, and he sees the infant Jesus return his prayer book. That's why when you see the statue, the child Jesus is standing on the prayer book that he discovered for Anthony. There are so many beautiful stories about Anthony that they're in abundance. Go online, you can find out them. But of course, in a few moments, we're going to bless bread and we have to know what that's about. He was devoted to the poor. He, he didn't seek status. If he wanted to seek status, he could have achieved hierarchy, but he didn't. He wanted to be a Franciscan. He wanted to follow in the steps of St. Francis. He wanted to serve the poor. One day, a child fell down a well. He was drowned. The crowds gathered, Anthony was there, and they prayed, they prayed, they hoped, they screamed, they shouted. Kid comes up, he's dead. And the mother says to St. Anthony, please pray for my son. If you bring him back to life, and that's not going to happen, right? If you bring him back to life, I will give his weight in flour. She was a miller's wife. I will give his weight in flour to the poor every year. And what do you do with flour? You make bread. Anthony brought him back to life through the intercession of Jesus Christ, of course, and the promise was fulfilled. And in commemoration of that promise and that discovery, we'll bless bread today that we call the bread of St. Anthony. As you take the bread at the end of Mass, realize, yes, eat it, but share it. It's not Eucharist, it'll be blessed bread, but it's a symbol of the love of God for us through one man, Anthony, that has been passed on to us, his followers, and people who are devoted to him and the veneration of Anthony. He was sent and he said yes. Now it's our turn. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, 
With the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.